Hey there, future friends. This week, we get another chance to save our soul. We learn that the funny guy can be a badass. And we meet the other messiah. This is the week of January 12th, 2024. And you are listening to Future Flicks with Billiam. Everyone, welcome to the show. That's right, another week. And here I am to tell you, to tell you what exactly? To tell you about all the films coming out this week. If you have never heard this show before, I welcome you to Future Flicks with Billiam. And let me tell you what it is we do here on this show. I tell you about all of the movies coming out during the week. All of them that I can find out about, at least. Sometimes I miss a movie. But the good news is if I miss a movie, it's usually nothing big. It's usually just a a small indie release, which, hey, those can be great. I love me some indie films. But for the most part, I think I do a pretty damn good job. I take all of those films, I break them up into two categories. The first category is the limited releases in that section. I tell you what the movie is, what it's about, and who's in it. Maybe, if you're lucky, I'll give a thought or two on it. But other than that, I will just move on. It doesn't necessarily mean they're bad films, it just means that they did nothing to catch my eye. Nothing about the premise, nothing about the cast, nothing about the trailer. And in the next section, I tell you a little more. The next section is called the Wide Releases and Interesting Indies. In that section, I do tell you what the movie is, what it's about, and who's in it. But I also definitely give you my thoughts on it, and also... I give it a score, which I call the Billiam's Interest Level Score, a.k.a. the Bill Score. The Bill Score can go anywhere from a 0 for those horrible-looking films to an 11 for a film that just gets me oh-so-excited. With the wide releases, I also include all major streaming releases, even things like Shudder and Paramount, even if they're not as big as, you know, Netflix, Hulu, Disney, Max, things like that. I then wrap it up each and every week with a pick of the week, which I say, hey, friends, hey, how are you? Hope you're doing fine. If you see one movie this week, this one has the best chance of being worth your time because let's face it, we're all busy people. We all have lives. We may love movies, but we also love, you know, to exist. So we need to do things to exist, like go to work and do things. So I tell you, hey, if you can only see one movie this week, this has the best chance of being okay. But guess what? That is only my opinion, and make up your own mind if you so choose. Well, my friends, let us not waste any more time and jump into the show. Before actually I do that, I do want to say that I was looking at my Letterboxd uh, year in review. I guess we can't call it wrapped because that's for Spotify, but my Letterboxd year in review. If you want to follow my Letterboxd, uh, if you want to follow me on there, Link is in the link tree in the show notes. You can also find my TikTok there. I'm a a little more active on TikTok, he says, after not posting anything for three days. But hey, 
I try to post something at least every other day. Try. But anyway, I realized last year that I only watch like 28 movies. And that's like, wait, did I talk about this last week? Holy crap, I can't remember. If I did and you listened last week, I'm sorry. But yes, I, I had family reasons. I couldn't watch a lot of movies. So this week, or this week, this year, I'm trying to up that. Those were rookie numbers. So hey, if you have any movie recommendations, just throw them my way. And I'll tell you either, yes, I've seen it, or I will check that out. And in very rare cases, I won't check something out. But if for a movie to, for me to not even give it a chance is very rare. Well, my future friends, let us jump into the first section, which is the limited releases. Let's start with a film called The Breaking Ice, which gets a New York release only. There may be plans to expand this later, but as of right now, I do not know. But if you live in New York and want to see a movie that only you get to see right now, this could be for you. This is about the blossoming relationship between three young adults in their 20s. And this is a movie from China. Look, I don't want to yuck anyone's yum, but I, I don't exactly know why, but thruples just piss me off. Media-wise, that is. Like, if if I, if I you and I knew each other personally and you're into that and you are a part of a thruple, I won't be a dick to you. I won't. I won't. I will keep my opinions to myself. Maybe it's the grouchy old man in me. I don't know. We'll see. Next movie, Driving Madeline. This is coming to New York and L.A. only this week. Again, maybe getting a wider release later, but uh, as of right now, I'm not sure. Madeline leaves a small suburban area to join a nursing home, which is on the other side of Paris. Charles, a taxi driver, comes to pick her up and learns that she's in no hurry to reach her destination. So she asks him to go through the places from her past that mean something to her, and the two start on an adventure. This is a movie from France and stars Danny Boone from Murder Mystery, those uh, Adam Sandler, Jennifer Aniston movies on Netflix. Uh, he was in both of them. And as Madeline, Lene Renaud, R-E-N-A-U-D. I don't know if the D is silent. I know mine isn't. Hey, oh, it, it makes noises. It's, it shouldn't. I'm kidding, of course. This one could be interesting. It, it really could. But as a rule, I generally don't put super, super limited release movies in the wide releases section. I wait for them to get uh, to be at least a little more available. This one could be good. It gives me the same vibes as The Untouchables, or I don't know how you say that in France, that one that they made into a movie with Kevin Hart and Brian Cranston, that they, they straight up copied it from France. It gives me that kind of vibes. Next up is What Happened at 625 River Road. This is a video-on-demand movie. A psychological thriller following two female students to New York. As they arrive at their rental home, 625 River Road, who knew? A chain of mysterious events takes place that are still unsolved to this day. So apparently this is based on a true story, and I I'm just over true crime. I'm sorry, I don't go to Starbs, I don't have a Stanley... Uh, cup thing. I don't have Uggs. I'm just not a basic bitch. Next up is a movie called Laced, another video on demand. In an unprecedented snowstorm, a wife's plans to kill her abusive husband begin to unravel. This stars no one of note. Moving on, a movie called Household Saints. This came out in 1993 and apparently is getting a limited re-release. Why this movie? I have no clue. Unsettling drama about three generations of Italian-American women struggling to get by in post-World War II New York's Little Italy. 
presented in a new 4K restoration that someone asked for, probably. This stars Tracy Ullman from The Tracy Ullman Show, Vincent D'Onofrio from Men in Black, Lily Taylor from The Conjuring, Judith Molina from The Addams Family, and Michael Imperioli from The Sopranos. So that's a good cast. And to be fair, the movie doesn't look bad. I, I, I give it shit, but it doesn't look bad. But still, why? I don't know. Next up is a limited release. Uh, I don't think any more VODs for this se- section, so it's all going to be limited from here on out. Tim is a movie, but T.I.M. Like initials. Prosthetics engineer Abby moves to the countryside to work on Integrated Robotics' latest product, a humanoid artificial intelligence called Tim. Technologically Integrated Manservant. This stars Georgina Campbell from Barbarian, Eamon Farron from The Dig, Mark Rowley from The Last Kingdom, and Amara Karen from The Darjeeling Unlimited. So basically, just think that M3gan, instead of being a child-looking doll, is just a full-grown man. There you go. That's the movie. Hellhound is the next one. While hunting down a brutal kingpin, one error sends an elite hitman on a downward spiral that devolves into all-out war on the streets of Thailand. This stars no one of note. Next up, and second to last in this section is called The Night They Came Home. A frontier lawman partners with an Indian detective to hunt down a ruthless band of teenage criminals known as the Rufus Buck Gang. This stars Danny Trejo from Con Air and Robert Carradine from Revenge of the Nerds. And even though I do love Danny Trejo, skip this film. Last in the limited release section is one called I Did It My Way. Ho Sao, an undercover agent, has been working with Yao, a drug lord, for years, but his job and family are in trouble. Oh, noes. This stars Andy Lau from Infernal Affairs. Infernal Affairs, f***ing great movie, by the way. I Did It My Way doesn't look as good. While my future friends, let us take our first and only break as we hear word from our friends at, at, the somewhat nerdy radio podcast, and we're doing fine with Robbie and Lisa. I totally didn't have a brain fart and forget the names of my two favorite podcasts and podcasts run by some of my favorite people in the world. No, that's not me. I didn't have to look up a reminder. Someone help me. I'm old. I'm I'm, I'm old. Please stay tuned. Are you looking for a nerd podcast that touches on every walk of nerd culture? Well, look no further. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is the podcast for you. We cover nerd culture, news, new movie reviews, bad movie reviews, video games, comics, with sprinkles of nerdy nostalgia throughout. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is a flagship podcast of the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Find us on every podcast app or stream it on somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. Hi, I'm Lisa. And I'm Robbie. And we host a show called We're We're Doing Doing Fine. Fine. We're friends from across the ocean. I'm from Scotland. And I'm from California. Join us every week as we chat about biscuits. You mean cookies. Brexit. Whatever's going on here. Who knows? Almost dying. Why we're single. Popular culture. And basically everything and anything that can distract us from this postmodern hellscape we're all living in. Because we're we're doing doing fine. fine. All right, we are back, my future friends, with the wide releases and interesting indies. It's both of them, if you didn't know. One and then two wide releases and interesting indies. 
Let's start with the only VOD release. And when I say VOD, and I don't specify a certain streaming service, that just means that you have to rent it from somewhere as opposed to just having Amazon, having Netflix, something like that. Under the Fig Tree, VOD again, Among the Trees, young women and men working the summer harvest develop new feelings, flirt, and try to understand each other, find, and flee deeper connections. This is a movie from Tunisia, and it's their entry into the Academy Awards. And it looks pretty good, but also it looks like something that you could skip. It looks beautifully done. It looks like it's an interesting story. It looks like it's one of those slow burn movies where not a lot's going to happen, but you're gonna still going to get invested in these characters. And it, it's one of those movies probably that you'll watch and you'll go, hey, hey, that was pretty good. But I'm not sure if I need to watch it again or who, I don't know you. Maybe maybe this kind of stuff is your jam. It's your jelly. And you're like, hey, I need to I need to watch this every day. I don't know you. But for most of us, if you're a cinephile, if you're a fan of movies, give this a shot if you can find it somewhere. It is interesting, especially with this season coming out, that a lot of these movies that are being nominated for Oscars or like like this one being entered by other countries into the Oscars race, it's interesting seeing that they're popping up in theaters. So what were under the fig tree when it originally came out probably went past everyone's radar if it even came out in America. And now we're getting to see it just because it's award season. Under the fig trees looks beautiful. It looks thought provoking, but it also looks like a film you should you shouldn't watch if you're even a little tired. If I'm being honest, it doesn't look too exciting. But again, with movies like this, we don't really need excitement. We, we need our critical thinking caps on. So Under the Fig Trees gets a 6.5 out of 11. Next up is a movie called The Settlers in Chile, 1901. Three horsemen are paid to protect a vast estate. Accompanying a British soldier and an American mercenary is a mixed race sniper who realizes that his true mission is to kill the indigenous population. Yikes. This is a movie from Chile, and it's their entry into the Academy Awards. If I wasn't being fair and putting all of these that I saw in this section, this one would have been put in the limited section, just because it didn't really... It really didn't do anything for me. It sounds like an important topic, especially when we're talking about colonialism and the mistreatment of indigenous populations across the globe, not just in... You know, America with the Native Americans or South America or Central America. But when I was watching the trailer, the only thing that even garnered any of my interest was remembering this premise because the trailer alone was kind of boring. It didn't really do it for me. But again, if you're interested in the Academy Awards movies, this is one of them. And The Settlers from me gets a five out of eleven. And finally, my future friends, we have the last of the three International Academy Award entries for this week. Again, another limited release. It's called Inshallah, A Boy. Jordan's inheritance culture under which women are pressured to relinquish their rights to property to male relatives. This is a movie from Jordan, and it's their entry into the Academy Awards. This one looks... It looks better than The Settlers and a little... Not as good as under the fig trees. I don't want to say worse because that it, it implies bad. It just doesn't look as good. However, it looks frustrating 
as shit. Like, I was getting annoyed watching the trailer, not because of anything the movie did, but because of what it's about. Like, how f***ing backwards are we still in this modern world? Hell, even in America, which is supposed to be the bastion of freedom, we still do backwards sh like ban books and tell women what to do with their bodies. And so then watching this movie and watching this poor woman whose husband dies trying to hold on to her house and not be homeless, but she has no power because all the stuff is supposed to go to the next male relative. It's f***ed up. It's real. And I'm not sure if I could watch the movie without being just entirely in a bad mood. So this is a movie that looks important. And it looks pretty good, too. Inshallah, a boy gets a 6 out of 11. Next up, my friends, we have a movie called Destroy All Neighbors. Not just some of them, all of them. Struggling prog rock musician William Brown finds himself in a living nightmare when he accidentally kills Vlad, the neighbor from hell. This stars Jonah Ray from Mystery Science Theater 3000, the Netflix version. Thomas Lennon from Reno 911. Alex Winter from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and Kumail Nanjiani from The Big Sick. So that's a good cast. I like Jonah Ray. I used to love to listen to the Nerdist podcast when, you know, Chris Hardwick and them still ran Nerdist. I love Reno 911, but it just looks boring. This looks boring and stupid and skippable. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully maybe one of you will see this and then tell me, hey, Billiam, you were wrong. This movie is super funny, and they'll go, thank you for telling me, and I will see it, and I will enjoy it. But for now, I think this looks dumb. I think it looks half-assed, and for that, it's getting a 4 out of 11. Next up, we have a movie called Roleplay, coming from Amazon. So, if you have Prime, you got this. Emma has a wonderful husband and two kids in the suburbs of New Jersey. She also has a secret life as an assassin for hire. A secret that her husband, Dave, discovers when the couple decides to spice up their marriage with a little role play. This stars Kaylee Kuoku from The Big Bang Theory, David Oyelowo from Gringo, Bill Nye from About Time, and Connie Nielsen from Gladiator. Yeah, I'll watch this. This this and movies like this, if you've listened to the show for a while, you know I, I say repeat things like this a lot. But movies like this I view as safe because it's an action comedy with a little bit of romance in it. It has proven people in it, and it doesn't look bad. It just looks entertaining. So for the sheer entertainment value, it seems like it's a safe bet. If you were looking at movies as a piece of art, or if we want something deeper, maybe skip this easy peasy. But movies like this, I like to put on a list and then just keep it for a day. Maybe my wife is visiting her family, and I'm like, I'm bored. I want to watch something. Go, oh yeah, that. Or she liked Big Bang Theory, so maybe she wants to watch it. I don't know. Just a movie to keep for a rainy day. That's the vibe this gives me. Kaylee Kuoku as a badass spy? Or assassin, sorry. Kaylee Kuoku as a badass assassin? Okay. Yeah, sure. I never thought she would play something like that. I've just been interrupted because my wife asked if I've ever seen Charmed. Apparently she was an assassin in that. So I guess she's done it before. Yay for her. So maybe this is going to be uh, a walk in the park. Who knows? Uh, but again, it doesn't look bad. It doesn't look like a fantastic movie, but something you'll watch and enjoy and kind of move on and forget about. And because of that, Roleplay gets a 7 out of 11. 
My friends, we have one called Self-Reliance coming to Hulu. Given the opportunity to participate in a life-or-death reality game show, one man discovers there's a lot to live for. Weird, right? This stars Jake Johnson from New Girl, Anna Kendrick from Pitch Perfect, Andy Samberg from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Biff Whiff, which is my new favorite name, he's from Everything Everywhere All at Once, Natalie Morales from Santa Clarita Diet, Gata from Dave, Eduardo Franco from Booksmart, Bobin Marjanovic from John Wick Chapter 3, Christopher Lloyd from Back to the Future, and Wayne Brady from Whose Line Is It Anyway? This looks funny, and just like roleplay, easily skippable, but something to watch when you just want a comedy. We have Jake Johnson, who get, who's walking around one day, and Andy Samberg pulls up to him. Jake Johnson playing someone else, a you know, different character, but Andy Samberg playing himself, and invites him to take part in this reality show where you just have to survive. You, it's a certain amount of time, and you have to survive, and there are certain rules, so it's about him trying to survive, and he pair, finds this woman who's also playing and pairs up with her kind of thing. It gives me game night vibes, and I really did like game night, so I do have high hopes for this, which is why it gets a 7.5 out of 11. Next up, my friends, we have the last streaming release of the week, and it's called Lift on Netflix. This follows a master thief and her ex-boyfriend who team up to steal 100 million in gold bullion being transported on a 777 passenger flight. This stars Kevin Hart from Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, Gugu Mbantha-Ra from Fast Color, Sam Worthington from Avatar, Vincent D'Onofrio from Daredevil, Ursula Corbero from Money Heist, Billy Magnuson from No Time to Die, Vivek Kalra from Blinded by the Light, Gene Reno from Ronin, and Jacob Batalone from Spider-Man Homecoming. So we have a heist movie with a little bit of comedy in it. I just say little bit, I specify that because this is not a Kevin Hart comedy. He may have some jokes, he may have some deadpan deliveries of things, but he's not a comedic character. He's badass, he gets to do some fighting, he gets to be the cool guy for once, and I for one am here for it. I think the three bigger, of course I don't know that, no, Disney Plus is bigger than Hulu and Amazon, anyway... I think three of the bigger streaming services have good releases this week. We have Prime, we have Hulu, and now we have Netflix. I only hope this is not another Six Underground, because Six Underground looked promising. I had high hopes for it, but it was terrible. It's the one of the only films I've ever purposefully not finished. As far as I can remember, there are three in my lifetime. If you've listened to the show before, you know these. You know it's Nightcrawler because it just disturbed me too much. I couldn't finish it. Pearl Harbor, not my choice. My uh, friends decided they wanted to go to a party and they came to find me at the theater because they knew I was there and we uh, we left and I just didn't care enough about the movie to ever finish it. And Six Underground. It was hot garbage. This hopefully will be better. And I really like that cast. So this, as well as Self-Reliance, gets a 7.5 out of 11. Except we have a re-release. This is a re-release of Soul. Yes, that Disney movie Soul, or Pixar movie Soul. After landing the gig of a lifetime, a New York jazz pianist suddenly finds himself trapped in a strange land between Earth and the afterlife. This features the voices of Jamie Foxx, Tina Fey, Graham Norton, Rachel House, Alice Braga, Richard Ayoade, Felicia Rashad, 
Questlove, Angela Bassett, David Diggs, and Wes Studi. I really liked Soul, but unfortunately for them, it came out around uh, around the pandemic, and especially during that weird time where even when movies were being released again, Disney was still releasing things straight to streaming, which makes no sense. I forget which one Soul was. If it came out in the heart of the pandemic when we were all social distancing and staying at home, or if it was later and they just put it straight to streaming anyway. But either way, this is how it had to be seen. I mean, Soul was a good movie, and a movie like this, the, the big screen's going to make a difference. I liked it. I liked it a lot. But now, if you want to see it on the big screen, you have your chance. I probably won't see this in theaters because I did like it, but if I'm going to spend time to go to the theaters, I'm going to watch something new. But if you haven't seen it or you're a big fan, definitely check this out. The re-release of Soul gets an 8 out of 11. My friends, we have three movies left, and the first movie of the three that's not the pick of the week is called Mean Girls. Katie Heron is a hit with the plastics, an A-list girl click at her new school when she makes the mistake of falling for Aaron Samuels, the ex-boyfriend of Alpha Plastic Regina George. This is the theatrical release of the musical because it had to be turned into a musical for some weird reason. And the cast in IMDb order is Angori Rice from The Nice Guys, John Hamm from Baby Driver, Tina Fey from Date Night, Jenna Fisher from The Office, Ashley Park from Emily in Paris, Ali'i Carvalho from Moana, she's the voice of Moana, Busy Phillips from Cougar Town, Bebe Wood from Love, Victor, and Tim Meadows from The Ladies' Man. If you love Mean Girls and you wanted to see the musical but haven't gotten the chance, f***ing do it. You know what? Go see it. Don't let anyone, especially some random f***ing nerd sitting behind a microphone like me, yuck your yum, okay? You go see it. Me? I don't care. If my wife wants to see it, I'll go see it. Because she has watched a lot of sh** for me, especially The Lighthouse. And, uh, yeah, I would I would do that for her, even though I don't, I don't really give a damn about this. It... it Blows my mind how many movies get turned into musicals that never needed to be them. Why the f*** do we have a Beetlejuice musical? Why did they even try to turn Spider-Man into a musical? I don't get these things. I don't get them. I don't. We don't need to turn movies into musicals, and we don't need to turn musicals into movies. We, we don't. Just f***ing leave it alone. That being said, I bet this is going to be fine. I bet it's going to be lesser than the original Mean Girls, but I think it's still going to be entertaining. Because let's face it, Mean Girls is a cultural phenomenon. Just think about what you yourself may quote to friends or what meme you may send to friends on October 3rd. Mean Girls is a part of movie history, whether we like it or not. So I think this is really for fans of the musical. And for huge fans of the movie who just want any new Mean Girls content they can get. For the rest of us, skip it. Mean Girls gets a 6 out of 11. Second to last movie, my friends, and the last one that is not the pick of the week. And also the... Actually, no, that's a lie. Soul and Mean Girls are nationwide releases, so I lied. (laughs) But the movie is called The Beekeeper. 
In The Beekeeper, one man's brutal campaign for vengeance takes on national stakes after he is revealed to be a former operative of a powerful and clandestine organization known as Beekeepers. I know I made fun of movies like this last week, but what is it with names like that, like Beekeepers? Like, oh, there's some big scary organization. Like, I can't believe you attack that guy. He's a plumber. What, you don't know about the plumbers? They're trained in every martial art ever, know how to kill you with the f***ing pencil. Oh, what's this mostly innocuous name that we can give this this group of uh, brutal assassins? Beekeeping. Yay, save the bees. This stars Jason Statham from Spy. I almost forgot this part. Emmy Raver Latman from The Umbrella Academy. Josh Hutcherson from Futurama. Future Man, not Futurama. Close enough, right? Jeremy Irons from The Man in the Iron Mask. Felicia Rashad, second time this week for her from Creed, Gemma Redgrave from Howard's End, and Minnie Driver from Goodwill Hunting. This looks fine. Anytime Jason Statham comes out with a new action movie, it looks fine. It's not going to be bad. I liked Wrath of Man. Yeah, I saw that on a plane, and it was fine. Do I ever have to watch it again? Probably not. Did it entertain the hell out of me when I watched it? Yes, it did. This movie is going to be the same. This movie, we have, you may have seen the trailer, we have Jason Statham pulling up to this, like, official-looking building, these two security guards coming out to stop him, and he has a whole bunch of gasoline, he's like, oh, by the way, I'm gonna f*** your shit up. Uh, yeah, y'all f***ed up. Movies like this are predictable, and for a lot of people, that's a comfort. So, if you like movies like this, if you're a Jason Statham fan, if you're an action movie fan, check this out. The Beekeeper gets a 7 out of 11. My future friends, the pick of the week. If you did not know, here it is. It's called The Book of Clarence. And yes, a nationwide release. Struggling to find a better life, Clarence is captivated by the power of the rising messiah and soon risks everything to carve a path to a divine existence. This stars Lakeith Stanfield from Knives Out, Omar Sy from X-Men Days of Future Past, R.J. Seiler from Power Rangers, Anna Diop from Us, David Oyelowo, second time this week from Selma, Michael Ward from The Old Guard, Alfre Woodard from Star Trek First Contact, Tiana Taylor from White Men Can't Jump, last year's version, Caleb McLaughlin from Stranger Things, James McAvoy from Split, and Been There Clobber Time from Doctor Strange. I have to say that's one of my favorite ones that I've done in, in a long time. I know the joke is played out. I do not care. You know exactly who I'm talking about. When I say bumper cars, cabbage patch. So this movie, I knew about ahead of time. I knew about some of these ahead of time because of ads and everything, of course. But since I don't normally watch TV anymore, like, like a lot of people, I get all of my shows through streaming, so I miss a lot of ads. But I actually saw targeted ads for this one because these motherfuckers knew me. They were like, hey, this, this movie is going to be right up this dumb nerds alley <laughs> let's let's show him this and it looks good so we have a period piece taking in taking place in biblical times we have this this guy named clarence who wants more for himself and he's like hey there's this messiah guy that i keep hearing about how about we try to do something like that and i, I don't know exactly how it's going to play out if this is part of him being a messiah or while he's faking being a messiah this, uh, he notices this, but he has an idea. Hey, let's free all of the slaves. That will be our calling. So 
this super talented cast was put together to tell this story. I mean, just at, just look at Lakeith Stanfield. Let, let's just go down his IMDb. Uh, I haven't seen Haunted Mansion. I heard it's forgettable, but whatever. We'll forgive him that. Judas and the Black Messiah. Phenomenal film. Knives Out was great. He was an uncut gems. I haven't seen it yet, but I heard he's good. Get Out. Snowden. Heck, talking about Get Out, he is one of the most recognizable scenes in the trailer or still from the movie. When you think about him standing there, like forcing the smile on his face with a tear coming down his, his uh, from his eye. Because that's where tears come from, Billiam. What? I didn't know. But that scene is burned into my memory. Uh, he was in Sorry to Bother You. Like he knows what he's doing. He is a good actor. And the, and the more we see him, the more he has the opportunity to wow us and get an Academy Award. He's already been nominated for an Oscar. I'm sorry, his best supporting actor. And who did he go up against? Paul Racky for The Sound of Metal, Sasha Baron Cohen for The Trial of the Chicago 7. Yeah, okay, he was he was pretty good in that. Leslie Odom Jr. from One Night in Miami, which I didn't see, but I heard it was good. And Daniel Kaluuya, also for Judas and the Black Messiah. And Daniel Kaluuya took it. Okay, yeah, I, I am behind that. But Lakeith Sanfield has to have been a, a close second. The Book of Clarence, if you see one movie this week, has the highest chance of being worth your time, especially in theaters. Unless, of course, you're a big fan of Mean Girls. Don't, again, don't let me yucky or yum with that shit. But in my opinion, The Book of Clarence is where it's at. All signs are pointing to it being a really good movie, being well acted, and also has a good message, probably bordering on Christianity and slavery. Like Christians need to be nice and slavery is bad. This movie on IMDb is listed as an adventure comedy drama, but I think that the drama is going to outweigh the comedy a little bit. I think it's going to always remind you that it's funny. I think they're going to be laughs throughout the whole thing, but I also think that it's not going to let you forget that we are talking about serious things here, that this is a serious movie. This is written and directed by, what's his name? James Samuel who his biggest uh, movie and only movie, I think, before this was The Harder They Fall from 2021 with Jonathan Majors. Yikes. Zazie Beats and R.J. Seiler. That's, you know, that's a pretty damn good cast. Oh, yeah. Lakeith Stanfield, Regina King. There's way more people in this. I just forgot because I'm terrible. So this director hasn't been doing stuff for long, but I heard good things about The Harder They Fall. I did miss it, of course, but... But let's wrap this up. The Book of Clarence looks well worth your time. I, I would like to try and go see it this week. If I do, I'll talk about it next week and try and do a TikTok about it. But for now, my friends, The Book of Clarence gets an 8.5 out of 11. Well, my future friends, that is it. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. I really appreciate any listens I get. It still blows my mind that any of you out there want to hear me talk. So I appreciate you. Uh, more than you could imagine and more than you understand. I mean, if truly no one listened to the show, I probably would have quit by now, even though I do do it because I like it. If absolutely no one listened, I, I probably would have stopped. So thank you so much. Don't forget to check out my link tree for all my various links. Follow me on Letterboxd. I do write <clears throat> reviews for, or at least short reviews for all of the movies I see. And on TikTok, I am a, I am slightly active there. I'd like to be a little more active, but hey, it takes time, right? 
Don't forget to check out the Friends of the Show, the Somewhat Nerdy Radio Podcast, and We're Doing Fine with Robbie and Lisa. If you want to do We're Doing Fine's book club this month, it's Me Talk Pretty One Day by David Sedaris, one of my favorite authors, and a fantastic person to see live. Even if you don't like his books, you would probably be entertained by his live show. It's pretty good. But yes, support the friends of the show, please. And please spread the word about Future Flicks with Billiam. Tell your friends, tell your family, tweet about it. However you communicate with people, this is how we grow. So my future friends, please remember that no matter where life takes you, no matter what your week has in store, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billiam from Somewhat Nerdy signing off, and I'll see you in the future.